<laughs> and then the music starts. Starts the podcast. We haven't even clapped in there. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. We're not going to throw numbers at you. We're not going to be critics. We're just going to answer the question at the end of the conversation. So did you like it? I am Sir Square, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host. I'm Senior Red, who killed Kaz in the observatory with a wrench. And as I dial 911, that is correct. We were watching a film about murder's most foul clue. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm frightened! Of what? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? Oh, if I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Except F. F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. So Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Based on the Hasbro board game, uh, directed by Jonathan Lynn, screenplay by Jonathan Lynn. And I gotta say, after seeing this for the first time ever in my life, this movie deserves its cult status for sure. For sure. I just. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's like a mix of fun wordplay, a little bit of like adult humor in there, and also just like Three Stooges, like physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of physical comedy, which I, I gotta say off the bat, maybe a little too much physical comedy. I suppose so. Just a tad too much, in my opinion. Because as I was re. I, like I said uh, earlier before we started this, like I, I watched the last like 40 minutes before jumping on the call with you and even during those 40 minutes i was just like there is a lot of physical comedy like Mm -hmm. mm. yeah and the amount against the amount of physical comedy against mr green and women really dates this film yeah that's what i was that's one of the things that i was pointing out i was like you know i had noticed the previous times i saw it as a child but i'm like there's a lot of violence against women for the sake of comedy. Yeah, you did. Play. And I was like, I was like, none of the dudes. Oh, wait, one of the dudes. Mr. Green, the one guy we're like, yeah, that's the gay character. <laughs> like, huh. You did put it out. So as I was rewatching it to try to like make sure I was remembering everything correctly, I was just like, yeah, no, he is right. Like an absurd amount. Like there's even a sequence um, when you see tim curry's character wadsworth grab uh miss uh miss white's arm 
and run up the stairs with her until she trips, <laughs> drags her up like five stairs, drops her, and then continues running up the hallway. All right. Here's going to be my most problematic take. <laughs> Those parts are actually really funny, though. <laughs> The part where he's grabbing her, she's going up the stairs with him like, oh, oh God, like what's happening? And he just kind of leaves her there. It's kind of funny. When we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. the fucking telegram girl gets shot as a punctuation to <laughs> okay, a joke. I and get everyone, that. I, I like everyone that. in the discord called laughed or chuckled at it because they do it with such a like a, a it's just such a funny like sting to like that. I did really enjoy that because I mean. As soon as the singing telegram started in my head, I was just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> well, they have they build up so much tension. Like, they kill the lights. Everyone's freaking out. I think, like, Yvette dies or something like that. Characters are freaking out, switching on water on themselves. Shit's going bad. And there's, like, all this tension building. Like, oh, my God, another person could die next. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's just punctuated by the doorbell. Door opens. And then this, like, jaunty telegram girl singing. And then just a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just the comedic timing of it is really well done. So I'm like, is messed up. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That that sequence was really really good, and I really enjoy the doorbell of this house. I love that it's just like a ringing bell. I don't know why that adds to this film, but just every time you hear it, it really sets off a just sequence like, huh. All right, someone's about to die. Let's see who it is. Uh, other other physical comedy things that's just kind of registers it was just assault is not once but twice us just slapping Miss Peacock. Or uh, at the end of ending B, when Miss Peacock is getting arrested, and like someone says something about like uh, a man. And Mr. Green's just like, oh, uh, I think his Wadsworth says like, oh, he's head of the CIA. We always get our man. It's like she was a man. And then Wadsworth slap or no, Colonel slaps him. And then Wadsworth slaps him. And then just asks us like, does anybody want some fruit or dessert? It was just like, huh? Yeah. All right. I mean, even at the, I think in ending C, or maybe it wasn't ending C, or maybe it was just lead up to the different endings. But like, yeah, he's like leading uh, Mr. Green around and then just throwing him on the floor constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's definitely a sequence when Wadsworth and Mr. Green are running towards uh, like the same hallway from opposite, like, uh, opposite sides and just slam into each other. Yeah. Wadsworth is, is is like the one exception that he's not like a woman or like a supposed gay character. I keep saying supposed because the twist ending at the end of C. Uh, but yeah, Wadsworth is the only one that actually gets physical uh, violence and acting on him for comedy. Like uh, the candlestick falling on his head. I'm shouting! I'm shouting! I'm sh-, and then thunk. You're making a very valid point that as you're pointing them out, like they are. There are a lot of sequences that are funny. I just. This film is an hour and a half, like an hour. Yeah. Really, when you break it down, the the film is like an hour and thirty six minutes, at, like and then like credits start. I just feel like in those hour and thirty six minutes, like there were a lot of moments that like they were so back to back that a few of them were lost on me. That, that you're pointing out that I'm just like, oh, they are funny, but so like sometimes that like brings up the point, like maybe sometimes just like less is more. Well, because yeah, I'm pointing out like the the big ones that were like funny. There was like other stuff that's like. 
all right, well, what is this? I mean, also, because we've talked about, like, physical <laughs> assault on women, there's also the sexual assaults on women. Oh, Which were yeah. not as funny. No, that, like, immediately you don't like Professor Plum. You really don't like Professor Plum. Yeah, they're there to establish the characters, because that's consistent with Professor Plum. He goes, he picks up Miss Scarlet because he sees her bent over a hood. Takes her to the place, and then the moment he finds an opportunity when they're, I think they're distracted by lightning, uh, he goes to grab ass. Mm-hmm. They, f- it turns out that he's a real bad perv. Uh, that thing your doctors aren't supposed to do with their lady patients, he did them. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the way they wrote it in, in the story. The constant staring at Yvette, the French maid. Yeah. Well, even when they show, like they take out the, like the little like film of like the things. That they, the evidence they have on him and the stuff they did. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Miss White is, like, looking at it. And she's like, oh, yeah, Mrs. White, she's looking at it. And she's like, nobody could get in that position. And he just immediately, like, lays her down on the couch. She's like, let me show you. She cuts that off right right away. Because if not, she'll cut something else off, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry. Miss White knows how to take care of a man that she finds she doesn't care for. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Uh, I mean... I am crossing my legs right now. <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? You know what, Kaz? Why don't you go ahead and explain it gruesomely then? Go for it. I'm I'm all ears. Uh, which husband? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the magician. Okay, he was uh, <laughs> he was he was an illusionist, and uh, he just disappeared one day because that's his job. But he never reappeared. She said he wasn't a very good illusionist. <laughs> We're just going to rehash all the jokes that they said. Like This is verbatim what they say in the movie. But yeah, That's her way of phrasing so then, it. And honestly, I love that line. It's a good line. But then what happened to the nuclear physicist? The nuclear physicist, I believe, I forgot why. Because she said he was pretty, like, kind of, she made him sound pretty kind of, like, boring. He was sleeping with a vet. There you go. And he started sleeping around. That's what it was. Uh, so he was just found... She didn't confirm wh- how or why. It was found with uh, two heads chopped off, I'll say. Oh, crossing my legs now. Right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's the nuclear physicist's head, and then there was the less thinking head. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, she she could take care of herself. She would definitely make sure to put Professor Plum out of commission. Yeah, yeah she'd take care of herself. Um, played by the late and great Madeline Kahn. I'd say, like, oh, man, she was great in this movie, but kind of, like, everyone's great in this movie. But she has one of the best ad-lib moments. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In ending C, when uh, it is revealed that she kills Yvette, oh, she's just like... exactly what line. Flames? Flames. Flames. Fl- burning. The side of my head. Signing of my head burning. <laughs> and it's just like, that is just her straight ad-libbing what she thinks the character would have said, like, best line of, one of the best lines of this movie. You were jealous that your husband was stopping Yvette. That's why you killed him, too. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths. I just, you're Madeline Kahn. Thank you for this performance. I mostly know her through a lot of like Mel Brooks movies, but and then Tim Curry. Ooh, Tim Curry. 
intense. Fucking hurt. goes hard in this movie. Like, with the physical comedy. That guy is a little gremlin for the whole movie, just <laughs> running around. <laughs> yeah, the best type of gremlin. He's like, eh. <laughs> it's like, and then it went to the belly room, and he just, like, fucking shuffles around like a weirdo. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Like, every whodunit film always has that, like, final moments of just, like, let me break down who the killer was. And it's just this huge moment of exposition, usually cut with flashbacks of showing what the killer, like, how the killer did it, and exposing, like, light on them finally because you always get like the shadowy figure of them during the the sequences and it's it's great it's always great it's always yeah. fun people try to do a new spin on it this movie parried it so well just wadsworth just continually sprinting like from the beginning where it's just like let me break it down how it started from the beginning i arrived <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, just like Colonel Mustard, it's just like, I saw you, and then Yvette poured you a champagne, and then I was in the hall. I know, because I was there. All right, let's, let's get a long story short, eh? <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this movie has lines that you can just find yourself quoting. <laughs> <laughs> I think work is going to be a little weird for the next couple weeks. The first 15 minutes of the reveal before they change the endings around is just... It is amazing. It is so great watching Wadsworth break it down just legitimately from the beginning to the end. Like, just like, hey, remember how you watched this whole movie? Well, here's that whole movie in 30 minutes. Yeah, well, because you're watching the whole thing and you're like, uh, okay, who could have been here at the time? Who was missing shit? And they really throw you their curveball for like the first two kills because they're like, yeah, the first two, like the cook and Mr. Body, those were Yvette. Wait, what? God damn it. <laughs> and it's like it points out, it's just like she was never there. And you're like, oh. Yeah, that makes the most sense, but like, shit. Like, <laughs> also, can we talk about the reason why uh, Wadsworth was getting blackmailed by Mr. Bodie? Was it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was getting blackmailed, uh, be- and like his wife killed herself because of it, because they were getting blackmailed because some of their friends were socialists. It was yeah. It was like what was this McCarthy in and- era? <laughs> like, it- I think this would have been pre McCarthy era. Wait, wait, give us the wait, 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 give us the keyboard clacks. Tucker, you know what to do. <laughs> that would explain the communism is the red herring. I keep forgetting that this movie is set in 1956. I just keep remembering that it was made in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, no. uh, It is hard to, to, to think about, even though they constantly make references to it being the 50s and the J. Edgar Hoover stuff and all that stuff, but... <laughs> Yet I I always see it and I'm like oh yeah this was a movie this was in the eighties right oh my gosh that J Edgar Hoover line where it's just like are the FBI in the business of cleaning up murders and murderers and it's just <laughs> of course of course they are. <laughs> why do you think they're run by a guy named Hoover <laughs> there's just something great about that line I was like the defensiveness of like the why is J Edgar Hoover on your phone he's like he's on everybody else's why shouldn't he be on mine Ooh, so about the three <laughs> uh, ending situation you know what's really great about how John Landis who helped write 
Ooh. this with Jonathan Lynn sorry. came up with this situation. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, you do know? No, no, sorry. I just have I was laughing because I have to boo every time I hear John Landis. I'm sorry. I I totally understand. <laughs> he apparently went and uh, interviewed Tom Stoppard, who is a playwright, writer and composer Stephen Stoddenheim, and Anthony and actor Anthony Perkins. And originally, this movie was supposed to have four different endings. But they had to scrap one of them because Jonathan Lynn was just like, it didn't make any sense and it wasn't very good. Do you know what the fourth ending was? No. In the unused fourth ending, Wadsworth committed all of the murders. He was motivated by his desire for perfection. Having failed to be either the perfect husband or the perfect butler, he decided to be the perfect murderer instead. Wadsworth reports that he poisoned the champagne the guests had drunk earlier so they would die. they would soon die leaving no witnesses. The police and the FBI arrive, and Wadsworth is arrested. He breaks free and steals a police car, but his, but his escape is thwarted when three police dogs lunge from the back seat. Oh, the getting attacked by the police dogs things would be a funny ending, but the rest of it sounds like it sucks ass. Yeah, the rest of it, like, as you're reading it, it's just like, no, that's not that great. That's not that great. I was like, that sounds unsatisfying. That's lame. That's not as funny. That's not as good. I don't know if I like that one. But then you said the police dog things. Like, that would be a... A fun ending to Wadsworth. I mean, the fact that they did multiple endings is the coolest part about this movie. It really is. I love the concept of doing multiple endings. And before having to do the re-release where it's like, it's like that was kind of cool, but what if it happened like this? And then, well, that's well, this is what really happened. But here's what really happened. It was originally just like the whole ABC, and you would just talk to people, and people would be like, no, it was like this. Well, no, I saw it like this. And, like, that's... If it would have worked and the movie would have done well, awesome. Brilliant. I'm sad the movie yeah. failed. And now it's got this, like, well. whole kind of like, hey, what if this? But it's like, actually, this is what happened. The the fact that they made it that way anyways, you could still just be like, eh, whatever ending you like the most. Though I think the last one is the most, C is the most satisfying, so most, I think almost anyone watching it with all three endings intact will just be like, yeah, that last one's good. I, I think I like that one. Uh, but you could feasibly see it and just be like, oh, yeah, I guess Miss Scarlet did do it, or I guess Miss Peacock did do it. You know what I also found out about this movie? It's in Technicolor. That is true. But also the house actually matches the board game. With adding new rooms, it does add new rooms that aren't on the board game. But how the house is actually like designed, yeah, it does match the board game. That's funny. We do have the board game. I think we played a grand total of once, and Nan has a tragic story, and is the reason why we've never played it again. <laughs> Does, does Nan want to come on and tell us about this tragic story? Yeah, let's hear an unhinged rant from Nan. I'd love this. <laughs> this fucking game. <laughs> so we start off, everyone's playing. I'm Mr. Green. I'm having a good time. We're all trying to figure it out. We're playing. And then I f- noticed something. Okay, so it was the revolver. Okay, and then I figured that out. And I figured out it was in this room. Okay, cool. And then I figured out, I'm like, Son of a bitch, it was Mr. Green that did it. So, how do I do this? I decide to go for the long bomb throw with, okay, I'd like to make a confession, everyone. I'm the one who did it with the revolver in this room. And nobody bought it, even though I was fucking right. No, we said house rule. You aren't allowed to convict yourself. 
Now, I was a child, a literal child, so this was not my ruling, but I also didn't want to lose. <laughs> that is a bullshit rule. So I flip the board and walk away. Okay, he didn't I didn't flip, flip the board. board. But, but still. He, he did be a big <laughs> baby about it, and we've never played since because Nan said the rules sucked and he didn't want to play. <laughs> um, now, now. <laughs> hey, 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 Tucker, if you ever needed a moment to use your thank you, Nan, bit. There you go. Thank you, Nick. Counter argument, though. With the way people design games nowadays, you could have been the very first secret killer and just hit it, and you would have won by, like, no one found out I did it. I got away. And that would have been your victory. We didn't get that at the time. We were like, we have to find the killer. But now, eh? You could have been, like, once again, you could have been the first Amoongus. My dad has, like, no idea how to play Clue. <laughs> like, he loves whodunit, but he isn't good at that type of, like, mm -hmm. putting clues together like that. But me and my mom eat that shit up. So we don't care if we're going to convict ourselves. It's just all about who gets there first. It's just like, yes, it was me. Fuck you, mom. Oh, it's really kind of the energy that we bring there. See, but now, like I said, with the way games are run nowadays, or the way people write games, yeah, if you are the killer, you could win by just getting away with it. I don't know. Once again, I've only played Clue the once, so I don't know if, like... I mean, that would be kind of hard, because, like, depending on how many people you're playing with, just, like, if you get the your guess wrong, you can't... You, you can't play anymore except be interviewed by other players that are still in the game. So you're going to have to trick everyone there, which is going to be difficult. Yeah, once again, I'd have to see how Clue works, because I only played it the once. I don't know if that's possible. The, the fact could, that you, the house rule is that... house you, rule it. I can understand, like, Nan's frustration there, because it would be very difficult to lie your way through that. What I'm saying is, by the end of the game, you house rule it. Everyone has to unanimously decide who wins, or who, who did it. And if you picked wrong... That means the killer wins if they, if they, you know. Oh, like make it to where it's like an only like a certain amount of rounds? Yeah, or something like that. I mean, yeah, you could play it like that. Why are we talking about board games? So. <laughs> it's a movie about Clue. We're talking about Clue. <laughs> All right. Welcome to So Did You Like It Board Game Editions. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> Look, I only have some. I, I, I just get to sit my ass down and watch an hour and a half to three hour movie with you. Don't make me sit down for a six hour board game. Are you kidding me? Clue takes like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but then we start with Clue. Then where do we go from there? Monopoly? Mm? <laughs> don't you? No, I will. It's not that I've ever table flipped on Monopoly. It's just no one has eight to twelve hours to That's like crush saying. your friends with capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. I just don't want. Like, whenever uh, people recommend that, mm -mm, mm -mm, run away. All right. So where does this sit on uh, on the score of like board game movies? That is a good <laughs> Weird, question. What, what else is good? Ooh, Jumanji. That is a good question. Do Jumanji was a movie before it was a game, though. Does that count? Well, Jumanji is a movie based on a book about a board game. Yeah, but it wasn't a board game first, so does that count? Is Jumanji disqualified? That might be disqualification there. <laughs> and that means Zathura might be disqualified as well. It means all the Jumanji games Nobody are disqualified. Oh my Zathura. gosh. <laughs> no, because the new ones were based on a board game and they make it on a video game. <laughs> I am Googling board game movies right now. Ouija? <laughs> <laughs> Battleship? 
The first Ouija movie kind of sucked, but I heard the second one was actually good, or the origins, but I never saw it. Oh my gosh, there's, an, there's a direct-to-DVD animated Candyland film? Yeah, with Rihanna. A lot of documentaries. Like, Clue is the best one. Yeah, Jumanji, Jumanji and like Zathura don't count because they created board games off those movies, but yeah. Ah! So Jumanji would have won a beat clue if it were real, <laughs> but but it's a cheater and it loses. So Clue is the best board game movie? Clue is the best board game movie. All right. They didn't make a sorry or trouble or not, Uno. Not yet, man. Give them time. I feel like every Battle Royale movie is Uno. <laughs> Hollywood is running out of ideas, so we'll see it soon. Yeah, you hear that? That's the slow death of creativity. <laughs> Everyone wait for the secret Hitler movie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can't wait for the Cards Against Humanity, the movie. <laughs> Exploding Kittens, the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Exploding Kittens brought to you by A24. Oh, no. That's some avant-garde media for sure. Uh, the ending, the, the, sorry, the ending, the beginning to this movie is actually pretty slow, but it still has some like a little bit of comedy and some stuff mm-hmm. peppered in there. Like you know, it's just, it's just like everyone arriving and the introductions. Wadsworth steps in shit. Everyone who comes in is sniffing around because they're like, "What is that?" But it's all Wadsworth. Oh yeah, everyone going. <laughs> giving that, giving that little sniff. Uh, Colonel Mustard gets pushed behind a door, bookcase. Which I love. Everyone watching that was like, I love those doors. <laughs> like on one side, it's just a regular ass door. On the inside of the bookca- bookcase, fuck, I can't talk. It's a bookcase door. I would hate that door because look, all right. Those would have to be fake books because those books would be constantly falling off with people closing those doors and then like... Don't slam the door. Oh, yeah. Like people who don't like... There's always going to be that guest that's just like, oh, this is a heavy door. Not realizing that it's made to still be closed properly. And they're just going to like, let me use a little bit extra force. There's some slam and then tumbling of books and it's like, oh, gosh. But would it bother you if they were fake books then? Yeah, because it's not to pick up the fucking fake books. Unless they were just, you know, glued to the wall. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just a whole wood paneling and it's just glued to, or it's painted to look like books. No, because then I would just want a regular fucking door at that point. No, it looks look. <laughs> it looks great. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. All right, that's fine. I just say, I'm just saying, I guess I'm a fan of normal doors with beautiful woodworking. Basic is what you're saying. I guess I am. All right. Yes, I am a basic bitch. Sorry. So give me that eight foot tall wood door with the rustic handle. <laughs> Pure mahogany, baby. <laughs> um, Don't call me out like that. <laughs> we've talked about how Professor Plum's the perv and that stays throughout. I love that line delivery, though, when they're drawing the straws or drawing the matchsticks. And he's like going, he's measuring with everyone. He doesn't match with anyone. Finally, he just ends up with at, with Mrs. Peacock and he just looks at her and goes, it's you and me, honey bunch. And she's just horrified. <laughs> just the 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 fact that he, he knew how small his match was, and he still tried to match it up with like everyone else, just every other female. I know a vet who has like the longest, like fucking. Like, it's just like puts it up, just like tip to tip, and just like 
No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he does his role as the perv. Um, we have Colonel Mustard, who I his personality is he takes charge, but he's dumb. He's incredibly dumb. And he's quick to be frightened. Yes. Easily scared, takes charge, dumb as a rock. Gotta love him. Because, yeah, he speaks out of turn like an asshole. He's like... Me, if I were the killer, I'd kill you next. And everyone's looking at him. I was like, "Is it if, guys? If hey, no, please, no, it wasn't me, guys. You heard that? I put that like, but seriously, it's not me in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> which it wasn't. I don't think. It, I mean, unless and other than C ending, uh, C ending, uh, everyone except the only person who's ever, like fully innocent throughout this film is Mr. Green. Yeah, the guy who looks suspicious because he's always. Happens to find the bodies and or is holding, like, a murder weapon. <laughs> is the one that is secretly not the killer. He, he even has that one line where he's like, is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going back to Colonel Mustard. Is there or isn't there anyone in the house? Yes <laughs> or no? <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. No. No, there is or no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's kind of a dummy, which is why I was like, all right, if I'm going to pick a character, put my head over either Colonel Mustard or who did I say? Mrs. Peacock? Mrs. Peacock. Uh, Mrs. Peacock. What's her character? She's very like prim and proper, kind of like high high society, looks down on... Senator's wife. Scandal. Except that she's selling her senator husband's vote to the highest bidder. Yeah, that's regular politician shit, honestly. <laughs> like... Yeah, I guess that is pretty normal. <laughs> If we redid this movie today, we need a little something more substantial than that. I mean, if she didn't do that, that's what would make it weird. Wait, she's clean? Shit, I think Mrs. <laughs> Peacock's the one that's innocent in all this. It's like, she's clean. Fuck, I don't know. Something's wrong with her. Yeah, yeah. something deeper has to be wrong with him, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what about uh, what about their individual crimes? Well, yeah, I think that, that's what we're, uh, we're leading into, like talking about them individually. Though I guess I didn't mention Colonel Mustard's. Did he share secrets with some of the ladies he slept with? He did. Yeah. Do you know what the secret was? Uh, he made his fortune selling crucial airship parts, which I think led, like, they very heavily implied led to a lot of dead airmen. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay. That's a... I, well, actually, no, maybe not. I was going to say, that's a war crime, but... It's just minor treason, so, you know, yeah, just, you a know, life just... sentence with no parole to where you disappear one night. Killing and sabotaging our own, you yeah. know, seems like a bit of a problem. It's a big one. Almost like, you know, some sort of organization of the United States probably investigate people like this. But we'll see. Yeah, but they're all corrupt in Washington, man. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about you, man. Uh, we mentioned Professor Plum. Yes. Uh, we know about, you know, his stuff. Uh, we talked about Miss White. Yeah. Talk about And Miss Peacock. And Mrs. Peacock. Mrs. Peacock. Uh, Miss Scarlet. We haven't talked Miss Scarlet. So her personality type is she seems like a femme fatale kind of thing. Seems like she could take care of her take care of herself. Relatively confident, she's willing to stand up for herself. Um, she doesn't really use like her quote unquote feminine wiles, other than getting picked up by Mister Plum or Professor Plum. Yeah, like she's 
She's very sassy, and she's very quick-witted. Does unfortunately end up having to... Wait, no, not her. Who ends up having to kiss the dead Mr. Body? Was that Mrs. White? That's Mrs. White. That's what I wanted That's to bring up. That sequence is horrifying. Weird. Okay, before we get to that sequence, let's finish talking about the characters individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we find out that Miss uh, Scarlet's Crimes is, one, she's a madam, but she's a madam in Washington, D.C., so Washington, D.C. can't do anything about it. Uh, and two... She is actually in the business of selling secrets to the highest bidder, which means she is probably one of the most powerful people in that room. I think so, yeah. Like, the senator's wife is saying she can sell, like, a vote. That woman right there, she could destroy a nation. (laughs) She could, yeah, blackmail everyone in Washington. Jazz stuff on Mm. Professor Plum, Colonel Mustard. There's just stuff on Mrs. Peacock. I think she has stuff on Mrs. White. Yeah. Oh, the nuclear physicists, of course. Yes. So not everybody, but enough people. Yeah. I mean, that's just the people in the house. And maybe she might have extra stuff on Mrs. Peacock by other senators who know what Mrs. Peacock does. Yeah. It's a a possibility. It's a possibility. And you got Mr. Green, the guiltiest of all. Yeah, what is his um, (laughs) quote-unquote... Blackmailable material. This is the f- set in the fifties. After all, he stands up and he says that he works for the what public sector. He works for and the State Department. State Department. And he's homosexual, and that gets the biggest reaction out of Professor Plum. That's just so weird. Yeah, he just, and like, everyone and starts treating away. him differently as soon as they find out. Yeah, and and once again, Mrs. Peacock, who's like appalled at any kind of scandal, she's like, oh. <laughs> It just like, scoff guffaw. I know it's, I know it's a dated film, but it was one of those things. Just like, oh, I just so angry, <laughs> so angry. I know it's so funny because a bunch of us just watching it right now, twenty twenty two, or just watching is like, it's like what? Oh, it's a big so deal. what? It, which and then leads to, of course, <laughs> ending C when you find out that like he's actually an FBI plant. And is like is there to arrest everybody? And the last thing he says is, "Okay, chief, take him away. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife." And then we freeze frame on that smug fucking mug he's got on. Ah, Michael, go fucking America. Michael McKean's great in this movie. Wait, everyone's <laughs> great in this movie. Fuck, I love everybody. Yeah, it was such a funny out of nowhere stinger of all the like last things he could have said. That was, like, the least relevant to any of this. It was just a funny out-of-nowhere line. It really was. It really was. And just the music playing it off. Was a so bit, it was a bit... At the end of the movie, like, I was still kind of trying to figure out where I was at it, and then he says that line, and it did get, like, a final chuckle out of me. I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think I got, like, a... That was, like, I think, like, the second or third heaviest chuckle, like, in the... Uh, <laughs> of the whole group. That's right, we had... We had quite a group for this movie. Yeah. Bunch of other fucking other millennials slash Gen Zers who hadn't seen this movie. <laughs> this masterpiece of the 80s that everyone should have seen. Oh, yeah, wait. Kaz, Kaz and I... Nan felt really alone during this Yeah, movie. I know. I was like, yeah, someone, right? Hey, you've seen... No? God. 
I it love really, how shows, you it really like, shows that we had Gen X brothers. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when when the last person who showed up for the movie showed up, you latched on so hard, like surely, like automatically assumed he even was just had like, to. No, no, I I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I've disowned them all. They are not allowed in round my spaces <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Jokes on you. You're stuck with me. I need a lead pipe. <laughs> I was wondering what she, I was really wondering what weapon you would choose, and you didn't disappoint. But yes, we can get to the scene. I think the best I could do is bashing. The other ones seem rather inefficient. I couldn't shoot a gun, and I'm scared of shooting a gun. Um, knife. Well, the noose is just. I don't. I don't think you're much of a ropesman. One is going to be very messy, and then secondly, if I tried to, if I try to stab you and I fail, you're more likely to get the knife on me than I am on you. Let's face it. I'm not very. I'm a. I'm a very doughy weak man. <laughs> Um, so, but if I get a good bash in with something, you're stunned, man. <laughs> or if I even just hit a thing. Anyways, yeah. I don't think about this. I don't. But you don't want to go think dramatic about with this the on the regular while I'm at work or anything. Let's not dwell on this. Let's talk about the scene where the cop shows up. I see that look in your eyes. That's the look I give to everyone. I know. It's why I know what it is. <laughs> ah, so the cop, cop shows, shows up. up. Well, before that, before that, we have a vagrant. It seems. Oh, just a motorist. Yeah, his car broke down. He's not a vagrant. Mm. <laughs> look at him. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, now I know. Yeah, he's... sorry doesn't look like whatever <laughs> isn't a vagrant to you. Yeah. He's just a motorist. Motorist who. Conveniently, or inconveniently, rather, breaks down around and needs to use their phone. But he recognizes one of them as he's making his phone call. Before, funnily enough, I think his head's bashed in with a lead pipe. Oh, man, Nan says it's the wrench. It is the wrench. All right, all right. Sorry, Mr. Green. I didn't mean to infringe on your correct assumption. What? what? <laughs> I'm talking about Nan. Okay. Talking about Thank Nan. Thank you. Mr. Green, with his lead pipe. No revolver, sorry. Yes, it was Anyways. Mr. Green with the revolver. Actually, Mr. Green did kill Wadsworth with, yeah. with a revolver. It was, yeah. Nan, was, Nan was the canon ending. <laughs> <laughs> the canon ending, and what he says is, and if you want to know who kills Mr. Bodie, it was me in the revolver in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a badass. Anyways, uh, so yeah, they killed the motorist. But yeah, before we can hear any, um, you know, the rest of what he was saying, he was like, one of them is my old, looks like my old boss from, and then he's hit. Who, who is his old boss again? Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. He was Colonel Mustard's driver who knew what Colonel Mustard did. Yeah. So. So instead of going to, you know, authorities, he goes to the self-proclaimed most American man in the world to do the most American thing in the world. Blackmail him. What could be more American than that? And thus the world is not made a better place. I said it during the stream and I was like, or during the Discord call when we were like watching the movie. And I was like, I know I told you I wasn't going to bring up fucking video games unneeded. But like when I hear that, like what could be more American than that? It just reminds me of like a fucking villain in Resident Evil. It's like he's being confronted. It's like, yeah, but why would you kidnap the president's daughter? It's like, oh, just ransom her back and make some money off of it. After all. I'm American. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Is that really one of the lines? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my he, he talks about, It oh, wasn't I'm that so specifically. Sorry. 
oh, I'm so sorry to Tucker. Like, I just saw the peaks. Like, you got, like, a real laugh out of me there. That was, like, that's legit written in a video game. No, the peaks was me going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, what I could hear, what could be more American than that, I just hear Krauser's fa- voice in my ear just going, after all. I'm American. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> no. Resident Evil is stupid, and I love it. But anyways, moving on. That is on. so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> moving on. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was coincidence that he was there. No, no, it doesn't, he, doesn't seem that yeah. way. No. Yeah. And then, uh, and then later on, a cop shows up. Yes, the cop shows up. And when he shows up, they're like, oh, yes, you can use the, the, the phone in the uh, study. Mm. In the bu- mm. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you wait in the lounge? <laughs> <laughs> don't so- drink the cognac just in case. In yeah, case of in what? Case. <laughs> <laughs> then they lock him in there. And so yeah, while they're out there, they're just like, okay, we could we gotta do something about these bots. No, wait. I don't think they have they're just freaking out about it until he starts yeah. like knocking on the door and he's like, I'll have you on false arrest, contempt, <laughs> getting in the way of investigation, and murder. I didn't murder anybody. It was great. I love I love Tim Curry just opening the door, he's holding the broom, and he just has like this Tim Curry like fucking like uh, home alone two smirk on his face where he just like leans over and he's like, What do you mean? Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said that's y'all open the door. And so, yeah, he wants to, like, check out what's in those rooms, but they, like, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, Ned, uh, J. Edgar Hoover's on your phone. What the hell? And so, um, you know, Wadsworth goes to the phone. Uh, they get Mr. Green to, like, give her, the cop the tour around the, the mansion. Uh, while, meanwhile, they're, like, trying to, like, stage a not murder uh, in the um, two rooms. That were occupied. Yeah. And that's where we get this really uncomfortable scene with some very relaxed music. Cause life could be a dream. Yeah. So give our <laughs> give our our wonderful audience the dream. Show them that beautiful. Life could be a dream. Shaboom, shaboom. I don't know how that goes. They just say gibberish there. Anyways, it's fine. Uh let me see. So what do we do? So we have the cook, who's who, who, who's a body that we need to with a knife in her up. back, with a knife in her back. Mm-hmm. We have Mister Body, uh, who blow to the has head. a head wound. Yeah, blow to the head. We need to cover him up. So what we do? Oh my god! Then, it feels it feels and horrible. The and no, the no, motors. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the first room. Oh, the mo- we'll okay. get to the motors okay. later. Okay, okay. But we <laughs> the first room that he walks into. So to cover up Mister Body, who's a head wound, we have him laying on the couch, and we have Mrs. White over him, pretending to like make out with him. Yep. You know, like, oh, hey, look, it's just a bunch of freeloading hippie—not freeloading, free-loving hippies who are just having a good time. You know, it's a new age kind of thing. So she's supposedly making out with his body, but then we get the side shot. She's actually like lips on lips with this corpse, and I'm like. Mm, homegirl, you didn't have to sell that hard. But let's get to the worst part. Yeah. So Professor Plum, I believe, is supposedly just dancing and feeling up on the the cook, and the cook is supposedly feeling... Oh, it's, it's Colonel Mustard. Oh, it's Colonel Mustard. And yeah, you're right, you're right. And he's supposedly... Fe- she's supposedly feeling back mm-hmm. up on him. Which is Miss uh, Mrs. Which Peacock is... reaching around Mrs. Uh, from behind the body. 
while like the drapes are covering uh to where they can't see her. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Peacock is behind the curtains, behind the cook, next to the knife, reaching around and feeling this man between and they're just sandwiching this dead cook. Yeah, it's it's whoo <laughs> It's not looking good for anyone. No. And and then when we get to the second room, Miss uh, Professor Plum gets what he wants, at least. Professor, well, well, what they do is they get a bottle of booze, they pour it all over the motorist's corpse, put his hat on him, lean it forward a little bit so you can't see the head wound, and then they just put the bottle in his in his hand, and then yeah, Miss Scarlet and Professor Plum just pretend like they're going at it, doing I think that pose that. Uh, Professor Plum was trying to show Mrs. White. <laughs> I don't know. I just see a leg in the air. <laughs> and then, like, when the cop, like, smells the guy, it's just like, oh, he's dead drunk. You're dead right, officer. <laughs> oh, my. The wordplay, I just think, is great. Just the amount of minor necrophilia in this sequence and the horrified expression of mr green who's just like like the cops just like yeah it's nothing fun they're just having fun and mr green's just like i need to go to like the priest the the (laughs) the rabbi the the Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We have another really good funny wordplay here after they said the dead mm-hmm. drunk part. He's like, okay, you're not going to drive, are you? I was like, no, no, no. We'll get him a car. A little black car. <laughs> a limo. <laughs> well, yeah, the little black car meeting a hearse. Uh, <laughs> and then they say a limo. He's like, oh, oh, you guys are playing with fire. But they're smiling about it. It's like, you know, they're happy because they know they're getting away with it. Oh, man, it's fucked up. Just totally so happy that they're. Getting away with murder. <laughs> Ooh, I have some, I have some fun facts about this movie. I haven't mentioned. All right. Uh, did you know their cars signify who they are at the beginning of the movie? Colonel Mustard drives a yellow Cadillac. Mrs. White meaning yellow mustard. Oh, the yellow. Oh, okay, sorry. Mrs. White drives a black and white MGTD convertible. Nice. Mrs. Peacock drives a blue Packard Club sedan. Mister Green drives a green Plymouth Cranbrook. Miss Scarlet drives a red Lincoln Continental. And Professor Plum drives a purple Pontiac Steamliner station wagon. Meanwhile, this movie is so dark, you can't tell the color of any of them. (laughs) Exactly. And the butler drives a black car. And also that Tim Curry wasn't the first choice for this role. And it went on to be his favorite role. It's a good role. I like it. I like Tim Curry in this role. One of the the people that was... uh, considered was rowan atkinson and it just makes me imagine like it makes me think like what wonder what that would have been like um, i think he would be good in the role i don't think it would have been as i was uh, not i mean the movie already failed so it's not like it could have done better but like i don't think people yeah, would have yeah, accepted yeah. rowan atkinson they'd have been like that's mr bean he doesn't even talk he just goes <laughs> that is that is very true that is very true but i think he could have done it I think a Rowan Atkinson, Miss uh, Wadsworth would have been pretty neat. It would have been, I, I again, I love Tim Curry in this movie. Tim Curry is the best part of this movie. So not taking away from him at all. He is, he is Wadsworth. It is wonderful. And if I ever watch this movie again, it's because of Tim Curry. Oh, I don't know. Once again, it's like once again you got like Michael McKean, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd. Like, come on, man! Like this movie's got a solid cast. Without Tim Curry, though, 
Tim Curry is brilliant in it. Well, I guess that just brings me to the question, guys. So did you like it? I thought the question was mean like what happened to the cop afterwards. Um <laughs> Yes. This so being the only the, the second only person other aside from Nan, which is my literal brother, who of course he saw it if I saw it. Um <laughs> being the only person who'd seen this movie before we watched it, yes. I grew up with it. It might be like nostalgia glasses super hard, but like every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, the physical comedy, it gets really dorky. Like we have like an actual Three Stooges scene where someone steps on Mr. Body's foot and then pokes him in the eyes and it has like a little doink sound like when they do it. Like it's cheesy, (laughs) but uh, it's a good mix of like, hey, look, you know, this is some like, you know, like no one gets the communism and red herring stuff, Uh, you know, red scare and the... You know some of the, some of the more adult jokes, but like yeah, it's a mix of like literally everything. I've loved it as a child for the physical humor, and as I grew up, I'm like, oh hey, look, there's some more substance to it. This is a little funny. Yeah, that's great. I like it. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a solid movie. It's a thing that you could just put on and just like watch, like hey, you know, just show someone. It's fun. Um, so yeah, I like it. I like this movie still, even after watching it. And yeah, once again, I want to say like, wow, I really noticed like, hmm. There's a lot of violence against women is a punchline. <laughs> um, my problem is those parts are fun. <laughs> and, and I feel bad saying it because it's just the timing is so well done. <laughs> but I mean, gosh. it's not like those are the only jokes that are funny. They make a lot of other jokes that are funny, but you just realize suddenly it's like, wow. Yeah, we don't really, like, beat up on the guys like we do on the women. Hmm. <laughs> so that's the only kind of problematic thing that I've noticed. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe they could have done a little, a little about that, you know. But it, it's sort of uh, its error kind of thing, I guess, is where we're going to categorize that. That was long-winded. <laughs> that was square. <laughs> yes. Did you like it? You know, yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Like, look, not, you're never going to find a perfect movie, let's be honest. And, like, the, you could argue that this movie has faults, but overall, like, being that this is the first film ever to be based on a board game, it went so hard in its zany concept, and I think it ultimately does stick the landing. And so, like, if you've never watched this movie before, I would totally tell you to give it a chance. If you don't, no harm no foul like i don't blame you for that but if you're looking for a quirky comedy and like something to be like a parody of like that classic whodunit formula this is wonderful like it it really has some great moments is it dated yes but if you're willing to look past some of that it does have some really great moments and i do think it's one of tim curry's best performances just the entire ending sequence of wadsworth explaining how it was done is some of the best uh comedic work i've seen in a in a film so yeah i did like it awesome yeah i'm glad you liked it because yeah once again it's like a thing i grew up with as like a child so i'm like yeah stuff that i liked is cool right uh, um <laughs> i i will say well, yes it is it is i will cool. say like after um knives out came out people kept saying oh it's like the next clue like you know as if we haven't seen a movie like it since um which i don't know how true that is but like i always thought like when i saw knives out i was like 
No, this is an actual whodunit. That's funny. To, no, to it's, say that it's, it is an actual whodunit, to, but to I feel say like, that, like Knives Out could exist because of Clue. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but like in my mind, I'm like, uh, Knives Out is a whodunit that is funny, and that's the only thing that it yeah. has in common with Clue, and that Clue is supposed to be, supposed to be a whodunit that's funny. In my mind, it's I as I described it to everyone coming into the. Um, discord call to like watch the movie with us i described it more as like a, this is like if you because it came out so oh, so long ago i was like this is like if you had a parody movie of an agatha christie novel which is like a it, weird pull but like yeah like it, no that's a perfect pull that is exactly what this movie is it's a parody of it like the fact that you want to go like we had someone coming in saying like oh yeah no i'm really good at these i always like know who did it at the end i said uh yeah, have your guesses. I can't wait to hear it, but it ultimately doesn't matter because <laughs> this is kind of just poking fun at that idea. It's it's not the who done it. It's everyone did it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> who didn't do it? Kind of thing. You know, it's it, it's a fun joke. Um, which I think is fun. Now it's that really we've Nelson. spoiled the whole thing, have fun watching it. <laughs> <laughs> give it a shot. Really, just it. Really, give it a shot. Yeah. So, Kaz, got anything? Uh, got anything plugged? Got anything going on in the old life of yours? I will plug myself like a leaky faucet. Um, Beautiful. So, <laughs> which we could, you know, we watch the, we talk about these every Friday uh, at ten Central U.S. time. Uh, on t- we stream the conversations live on Twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn. Um, where you'll see the uncut, unedited version where we make asses of ourselves and you don't hear the, hey, Tucker, cut that out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to hear that part of it, unedited, all that stuff, uh, follow us there. We are on every other day that's not a, well, not Friday at that time. We do um, variety streams. Like just before this stream, Nan was doing Guardians of the Galaxy where he's putting up with a bunch of obnoxious assholes who don't stop talking every five seconds. That's fun. We're also doing the Outer Wilds DLC on Sundays. That's spooky. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I can't decide <laughs> where I'm going to stop with that. It's great. Persona Strikers on Thursdays. Phoenix Riot on Tuesdays. Monster Hunter. Classic and new on saturdays we do all kinds of shit um it's fun and you also check out my co-host he's sir squarin at twitch.tv forward slash sir squarin that's sir s-q-u-a-i uh sorry s-q-u-a-r-i-n that's the first time i fucked that up Uh, he's also started outer wilds and I'm excited to see him discover the cosmos and how horribly scary it is. I am all for um, this. What else are you doing? I think you're doing Nino Kuni, which... If I can get it to work. As long as it stops freezing, <laughs> he'll, he'll be playing more of it. He just needs to get his brother to help him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah, 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 get your tech-savvy brother. That's what I do, because I don't know dick. <laughs> Nan, plug yourself. I am Nan. There you go. All right, and this is also lovingly edited the following Friday after it's streamed. That is right. This uh, podcast comes out edited every Friday. Um, 
It is done by our lovely editor, Tucker. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TuckerWins or on Twitch at Tucker underscore wins. He will be back in, on streaming uh, in August. Really wonderful. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Really anywhere you can find your podcasts, we are there. Um, and next week we will be checking out Starship Troopers Marauders, which is another film that Kaz has seen, but I have never seen it. And I'm super excited to check this out. I saw it once on the Sci-Fi Channel. I hope it holds. Gosh, this is going to be a great experience. Uh, I did my only synopsis I gave to you was like it was like Starship Troopers with the political propaganda, but it's religious propaganda. And that is all I need. It is legitimately all I need. So, Kaz, I feel like after this week, we have to just uh, we learned a lesson. All right, we learned a lesson. And that lesson is that we need to escape to the one place that isn't corrupted by capitalism. Spice! <laughs> <laughs>